Hello world and welcome to the Treasures Beyond Jewels podcast, an inspirational platform inspired by my mother Angela and it was designed to promote health, wholeness and balance. I'm your host Tamika Bias and you are tuned in to episode number 20. Announcements for this week's episode is number one, PT98 Stories. As you guys may or may not know, PT98 Stories is a platform where I invite women from all over the world to share their breast cancer journey. So if you or someone you know wishes to inspire the world to live life despite breast cancer, simply DM me via Instagram at PinkTreasures98. You can also email me at PinkTreasures98 at yahoo.com. And I promise to respond to you within 24 hours with detailed instructions on how to be featured. Announcement number two, you guys, I'm so excited. The PT98 Boutique. I have some beautiful designs, some cute tote bags. So if you are a junk bag toki, <laughs> a tote bag junkie like myself, this is the perfect um, purchase for you. You guys, I have a tote bag for my computer, my work computer. I have a tote bag for the gym, a tote bag for the grocery store. If you're like myself, I love to carry in my own personal bag and allow the bagger to, you know, put my groceries into a bag rather than using the plastic bag. Again, this is perfect. And I also have some t-shirts and apparel on there as well. And of course, I have my beautiful gift basket arrangement. So if you wish to give a gift to someone who has been affected by breast cancer or you just want to um, show love to a caregiver of someone who is connected to a breast cancer patient. Um, Beautiful gift baskets that I create all year long. Um, Again, go to the website pinktreasures98.com. Take a peek around. If you have any questions, by all means, you guys feel free to um, email me or hit me up on Instagram again at pinktreasures98. So you guys, that concludes all of this week's announcements. Let's go ahead and dive in. I have a real, real special treat for you guys this week. Hello again, everybody, and happy Monday. Welcome back to the Treasures Beyond Jewels podcast. Now, I am ashamed of myself, you guys, because I have been MIA for a few weeks now. However, I promise to make it up to you today with a very special guest And I promise you will not be disappointed. You will be encouraged, motivated, and just overall inspired. Yes, I'm so excited. So um, if this is your first time tuning in, I welcome your listening ears, you guys. And if you are a faithful listener to the Treasures Beyond Jewels podcast, thank you so, so much for your continued support. I love it and I appreciate it. Um, You guys, the feedback and the DMs are... I tell you, it does something to my heart and I, again, just appreciate you as a supporter of my brand. So today, you guys, is a very special, special episode. Um, I am celebrating my father's birthday today and it just so happened that, of course, the scheduled date for the TBJ podcast um, it's Mondays and my dad's birthday just so happened to fall on Monday. So I was like, this would be a very perfect birthday gift for him. And just to backtrack and give you guys a little bit of history. Um, first and foremost, I am a daddy's girl all day. No shame about it. I love my daddy to life. And last week, 
excuse me, last year, 2019, my dad was diagnosed with lymphoma. And it took my family by surprise. We are very close. We are very, you know, supportive for one another. And one thing that we do not take for granted is our health. And if you guys um, follow me on social media or if you know me personally, you know my personal um, story of losing my biological mother to breast cancer. And so when my family announced, excuse me, when my parents announced to myself and my siblings uh, my father's diagnosis, immediately it took me back. Um, And I just started having flashbacks of the experience with my mom. And I was like, not again. Like, no, 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 no. I refuse to lose another parent to cancer. And um, initially we were on a Zoom meeting. And so when they shared the news with us, you know, I was like, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm okay. And when the Zoom call ended, um, I just took a moment and I broke down. You know, I had a personal moment and I didn't want my dad to see me doing that nor did I want my uh, my mother or my stepmother um, to see me at that time either so I was like I'm just going to hold it in I'm okay I'm all right but deep down inside I wasn't but um, I ended up calling my parents back after the family zoom meeting and you know I was just torn up you know I'm like how how and why is this happening um, but nevertheless they both gave me, you know, strong words of encouragement. They assured that we would get through this and we did. And so here we are on the other side of this and we're able to um, share such a wonderful testimony. And my family, we celebrate a lot. Like we celebrate birthdays. We're big on holidays. You know, we're big on just coming together and celebrating big. But unfortunately, right after my dad completed his last treatment, um, we went into quarantine. And so we were unable to, um, you know, properly celebrate him. And I remember weeks later asking him like, hey, dad, you want to come on to the podcast and share your testimony? And of course, he agreed and we recorded, but I never released it um, around that time. I just held it. And looking at it now, it's perfect because the day that our well, of course, as you guys know, I release podcasts on Mondays. And so his birthday just happened to fall on a Monday. And so I figured this would be a very special um, birthday gift to him just to allow him to um, listen to himself, share his testimony with the world. So you guys, without further delay, I'd like to introduce to you my father, Carl Bias Sr., Hey, Daddy. Hey, Tamika. How are you? I'm doing good, doing good. Good, good. I'm so excited to have you um, on the show. Um, it's yeah, a, it's a blessing to be here. Thank you, thank you. I know I've been talking you to life about it, and so to finally um, have you as part of my dream of um, the Treasures Beyond Jewels podcast, is, it melts my heart. So thank you for Amen. coming on. <laughs> And um, thank you. So, of course, as we know, 2020 has been a very interesting year. Um, Well, actually, it started in 2019, but um, just the challenges that has been presented this year, um, everything is not necessarily bad. And so um, I wanted to have you on to share your personal story. Of course, 
you know, just under the umbrella of uh, Pink Treasures 98, you know, of course, the the focus or we know what the focus is, you know, with Mama and um, my journey with her. But at the same time, we have a support system um, and I well, I have a very strong support system. And so without you and family and my friends, you know, Pink Treasures would not be about. And so um, in having the history of cancer in our family, um, yes. like I said, 2020 has presented, you know, very a very interesting journey. But at the same time, um, it's been a very uh, a journey that we at the end of it, we are rejoicing and we are happy. Yes. And so I wanted to, again, bring you onto the show to share your personal testimony and experience with cancer. Um, okay. And I wanted to first, of course, I've already told the world who you are, but I'd like for you to have your opportunity to tell the world about who you are, other than my daddy. <laughs> Go <ahead>. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, of course, as you all know, I am Tamika's daddy, but my name is Carl uh, E. Bias Sr., and I am. I'll just say I am in my early, early 50s. Okay. <laughs> Still young. You know, but Still young. It, has been, um, it has been a pleasure uh, being Tamika's daddy. Uh, it has not been uh, a rough journey because uh, I know this is, is something that she wanted to talk to me about, about my story. But just uh, in and adding to the background of myself, uh, you know, it's been a has not been a hard job being a parent to Tamika, um, and and so but it's really been a blessing, and I just look forward to continuing to be a blessing. No, thank you. <laughs> oh, see, see, it's been a good journey between us. We've had our our ups and downs. I'm pretty sure you've had those moments where you like, Lord, please. Help me yeah. with this girl. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. As, as as any parent, you know, most right. parents, if not all parents, you know, I have, mm -hmm. you know. But um, if if you could categorize things, I would say the major things, you know, has not been um, in play or been in effect, mm -hmm. you know. And so that for that, I am just very grateful, and and I will forever be grateful for that. Thank you. That's sweet. <laughs> so last year we had um, we had a family meeting, and it was a virtual family meeting. And um, I knew something was different, you know, when this meeting was called. And yeah. um, we all got on. I think it was Facebook Messenger, and um, it was, of course, me, Carl, Whitney, and the both of you, Miss Debbie. And um, you guys shared with us the news about your diagnosis. And yep. um, I wanted to ask you, of course, we weren't there when you received the diagnosis, but how did you learn about it? Like, what was your initial response? Well, my initial response, because when I got the news initially, mm -hmm. I was actually in food lion. Okay. And I was, I can tell you, I was over in the uh, the section where you get frozen dinners from. Mm -hmm. 
I, I remember it just like that. And my phone rang, and I answered it, and the young lady told me who she was. Mm-hmm. And I really, when she told me who she was, I just thought, okay, you know, she's going to, you know, relay some information to me, mm-hmm. uh, not knowing that she was going to tell me ab- about the um, spot that they saw, mm-hmm. uh, the growth that they saw, which was uh, unbeknownst to them what it was. So when she shared that news with me, I was like just kind of stopped in the middle of the aisle, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay. Uh, I really do appreciate that. And I was, I guess you could say I was, you know, being pretty cool about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing that I did ask her to do is I asked her, I said, could you please call my wife for me? Because I don't want to have to try and remember uh, what you're telling me once I get home. And um, if you could just call her and relate this information to her. And she did. She said, yes, I would, I would gladly do that for you. Mm-hmm. And she did. And so... Uh, it kind of kicked off there, mm-hmm. and of course, as before I can get home, uh, I got a phone call from my wife, and she was just like, you just need to come home. You just need to come on home now, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and so that was, uh, as a part of that initial uh, um, effect that I had, you know, there, there was a little bit of nervousness mm-hmm. that came over me. Right. But I have to honestly say, I, I think it was more calmness over me than it was nervousness. Okay. You know, because at the time, I really did not know exactly what to expect. All the thing I knew is she mentioned oncologist. Got and it. I know anytime you mention oncologist, you know, you have an idea of what that is. But at the same time, that doesn't make it 100% correct. So how long uh, in between that phone call was it that you went back into the uh, back to the doctor just to go over what to expect next? Well, it, the, the, the following within the week, within mm-hmm. a week, mm-hmm. I was actually there to see a doc, the oncologist. Oh, that's fast. And it was it, it was due to the fact that. Um, and of course, you know, um, as a part of as a part of my life, what the biggest part of my life is that I am I am a Christian. I am a, I'm a believer, mm-hmm. and I believe God. I trust God with my whole heart. Mm-hmm. And I had I've grown to that, you know, over the last twenty plus years. Right. And uh, it was it was like I said within a week, and there was a reason why I believe that it happened so fast. Okay, so. Now, I know that, um, and like I said, when you guys had shared the news with myself and my siblings, um, I want to say, I can't remember the exact timeline, but I do remember it leading up to um, the holidays. Because I remember yeah. I remember you sharing that you did not want that to keep us from coming together as a family and enjoying right. each other and, you know, just having fun and not, you know, being sad about treatment and so I also know too that leading into treatment it was like the whole you know we were starting to um well I'm sorry the the pan the whole pandemic didn't come in you know into play until months later but how did you cope with going through treatment because again I'm sorry go ahead coping with the treatment actually 
it, it, once I got into the treatment, mm -hmm. it actually, I mean, in all honesty, it turned out to be not as near as bad as I was anticipating mm -hmm. or the way my mind was thinking. Right. Because right. you know what you see on TV, you know what you hear people talk about and mm -hmm. say, you know, you hear how people has, um, how they, of course, they just uh, a tremendous amount of weight loss or, yes. you know, it's like losing your hair is, it, there's almost like that's, no, that's not an option. It's going to happen, mm -hmm. you know. And so, um, but being able to cope with the treatment due to my support, uh, especially the support that I had, that I received from my wife, mm -hmm. uh, it made treatments easier. Okay. It, it really did. It made treatments easier. I mean, even to the point where uh, uh, the day of, it was like, okay, you know, in my mind, it's like, let's go do this, you mm -hmm. know? And, and so, you know, my wife made sure I had everything that I needed for that day, whether I wanted it or not. It was there, mm -hmm. and it just it, it just made things so much easier. And like you said, because you mentioned earlier at the beginning about the support system, yes. And I think that that in itself is is probably oh, it's over half the battle. Mm -hmm. You right. know, I, I think it's yeah. over half the battle because it makes a world of difference, and. Um, you know, but the, the, the sad part for me was, uh, if I had to say there was a sad part, it wasn't necessarily for me. It was for others that I saw in there that was going through uh, treatments, and it appeared to me that they were basically by themselves. Some of them was by themselves, mm. you know, and, and I could hear, you know, you could hear the nurses talking as people were in. They say, my treatment was always on a Tuesday. And I can hear them, hear the lady say, or the nurse say, I'll see you on Thursday. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, they're doing it twice a week. Wow. I was going to ask you, like, how, how often did you receive treatment and what type? I received treatments every three weeks. Okay. Got and you. with my treatments, it lasted probably seven to eight hours each treatment. Okay. Uh, because of the... Uh, different, uh, uh, multiple medications that I was receiving. Mm -hmm. And was this chemo alone or, or radiation as well? No radiation. Mm -hmm. Thank God for that. No radiation, just straight chemotherapy. Okay. And I guess also, um, just to rewind for a second, what type of cancer did you have? It was diagnosed as large B-cell lymphoma. Okay. Which was is actually a bone cancer. Okay. It was in my bone, actually. It was in my bone. It, and he said, the doctor said he believed it started in my L5, mm -hmm. which is, of course, in my, in my spine. Mm -hmm. And that is why, and, and prior to that, I was having back issues. I was having back pain. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, if, 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 if I can even rewind back a little bit further than that, mm -hmm. it was very odd and strange to uh, me and my wife because in 2016, I had an incident while working and it sent a jolt through my, from my foot 
and all the way up my leg and across the small of my back, mm -hmm. and it stopped on the right side, just all of a sudden just stopped. Now, it was the weirdest feeling. And so I had that event, and that event eventually led to me having back surgery. I had a herniated disc, mm -hmm. um, uh, and and with that herniated disc, it was actually touching my nerve. I remember um, that. And so there were times that I would have episodes, mm -hmm. you know. There were times that I did not lift anything. I had an episode where uh, I, I would just, my back would just all of a sudden, it's like, you know, it gave me a, a, a new meaning or a different sense for the, uh, the phrase that we like to say, people getting on my nerves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it yeah. really did because mm -hmm. I found out what it was really like for your nerve to actually be literally be touched. Gotcha. So, but it was strange because my herniated disc was at my L5. Mm -hmm. so and then probably a year and a half, close to two years later, or about two years later, come to find out now I'm being diagnosed with large, large B-cell lymphoma in the same spot, L5, in my spine. Now, did the doctor say that there was any correlation between the two? They never said that. Never said, okay. They never said that there was any correlation. And so, but I was very suspicious to the point where at one point, I think my wife had, she had to kind of calm me down, help me calm down a little bit because I was feeling kind of, I was getting adamant about knowing why it was happening in the same spot. Why did not someone see this when I was having, you know, back treatments or I was having, had back surgery, mm -hmm. you know, why was something not detected, you know, in that? So I was just having some things going through my mind, you know, and, and, and so there again, having the support system, having the support that I have mm -hmm. or have had, it kind of helped me to keep things, you know, I guess you could say medium of the middle of the road. Okay. And, and I do remember you sharing um, how you felt that just in reflecting on the entire experience, how it was like things were starting to happen fast. And I remember you sharing that a lot of times with patients, cancer patients, it might be, you know, weeks before they can even get in you know, for treatment. And I remember yeah. you saying that it was almost like everything was going in fast, at a fast pace. And, yeah. you know, at the same time, I know that, well, you know, that's a good thing, but share more about that or just share your, your story and how you were just grateful and thankful as to being able to get in very quickly and very speedingly for your appointments and for the treatment and, just the, um, you know, how doctors were, I get, look, I'm telling the story, <laughs> doctors were uh, skipping you along, you know, as far as like getting you in fast for your appointments. Yes. Well, I, I know there is a bit of a story behind it, mm -hmm. but before I go there, if I could just, I can sum it up in one word. Mm -hmm. And that one word is favor. Oh, I love that. And... <laughs> And I say that because, and like I said, I am a Christian. Uh -huh. I do love the Lord. I, I have trust in God. And I know that God is a healer. I know that God is a deliverer, mm -hmm. you know. 
and but I won't. I, I, I'm gonna contain myself in the in that because uh, not only am I a Christian, but I am a minister as well, and so I I'm, I have to contain myself. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> um, but when I was younger, in my mid twenties, I had a job working at. Cape Fear Memorial Hospital here in Wilmington, North Carolina, where I was born and raised. Mm -hmm. And I got to know several of the doctors and nurses and, you know, hospital staff. And once I left the hospital and I became self-employed, even before I left the hospital, actually, I was already doing work on the side for a lot of the doctors and nurses and so forth. And even once I left the hospital, I found myself still being in uh, contact with some of the doctors uh, almost 30 years later. And so when I got the news on that evening and me and my wife, you know, we did what anybody else would probably do. We cried, you know, and we cried and we cried and and then we just I, I then I just I looked at her and and she looked at me and it was like you know it was like we just squared our shoulders up and we had our head, held our heads up and it's like okay so Lord where do we go from here mm-hmm. and I was like the first thing that came to my mind was who can I call right. you know and now I'm thinking what doctor that I know that I can call and ask questions about what's about to happen and I did and I called one of my um, uh, friends or one of my um, uh, customers, because uh, he is a friend and a customer. Mm-hmm. And so when I called him, he was like, what's going on? Because the time of the day it was, he was out of town, but he said, no, you just need to tell me what's going on, you know, because if you call me and at this time of the evening, mm-hmm. then it makes me think that something is going on. And I began to tell him what it was, and he just set us on the, on the path, Mm-hmm. of where we needed to go and um, and he made some phone calls in the meantime wow. and it just within a, within a, a day or two I think it was like two days at the most um, I was receiving a phone call mm-hmm. you know and and when I when we got the phone call that was the call for the oncologist and we uh, like I said within a week's time we had our first uh, visit with the oncologist and uh, unknowing to us to me and my wife mm-hmm. the oncologist was actually on his way to retirement wow. you know we actually caught him at the end of his uh, career he it, it got it came to a point where he was like you know you're going to be my last lymphoma patient you know I'm retiring after you finish with your treatments. And so uh, it started the ball to rolling. And within a couple of days, he had already uh, uh, had a conversation with uh, my uh, uh, doctor, Amos, who is an anesthesiologist. Mm -hmm. He had a conversation with him. And once he found out that me and Dr. Amos were, had known each other for almost 30 years, and that we were friends, that's all it took. Wow. Isn't it amazing how, like, you don't realize that how your past 
can be tied into your your present you know like those seeds that you plant you know in your past is like you said with the favor you know like right. you had that relationship with them and um i love to use that word a lot myself because favor isn't fair you know favor yeah. isn't it, it's not fair but at the same time um, I think that is how God shows his love for us. You know, he gives us favor. And just to hear that you had those connections from when you worked, you said, 20 plus years at the hospital. And all you yep. had to do was make a phone call. And this person that you made the phone call to was away. And he was like, no, I'm going to make it happen for you. And that all goes back to favor. And, yep. you know, just being an overall um, just good person, you know, because people want to show love and support, you know, in any way that they can when you are a good person. And, you know, and when, yes. and when also when you are um, someone who is trustworthy and loyal. So that's that's a sweet story. Um, what is it that you would say or I'm sorry, how has life been now as a cancer survivor? Well, life has been great. Mm -hmm. And being a cancer survivor is not really something that I ever thought that I would say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, of course, so I, I, no one ever thought they would, anyone that has survived cancer, you know, I'm pretty sure they would say the same thing. Oh, I never yeah. thought that I would be saying that. Oh, yeah. You know, and so it, it now sometimes it really doesn't hit my mind or dawn on me, you know, until I actually think about it, you know, and to the point where I think I, I don't even think I've said it that many times, mm -hmm. you know, to even when I've shared um, when I've shared my story with a few people. You know, I, I really don't even think at that time I was like, well, I'm a cancer survivor. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I mainly just like went right into sharing the testimony, you know, and sharing the goodness of God and sharing how um, I know it had to be God for things that have happened the way, it, the way that it did. Mm -hmm. Because as you uh, mentioned before, it, everything happened fast. Everything mm -hmm. happened I mean, fast. I, I, I saw the doctor. I got my um, diagnosis on November the 10th, mm -hmm. November the 11th. And by December the 10th, I had my first treatment. That's yeah. how fast things were rolling. Mm -hmm. You know, all the doctor's appointments, all the testing. I had scans. I had two biopsies. Mm -hmm. And so... One of the biopsies I had was actually surgery, was, you know, they had to do anesthesia, and they actually, when they did that biopsy, they also put a, a port in my chest, you know, so all of that happened mm -hmm. in a matter of three to three and a half weeks. And that's crazy, too, because, I mean, during the holidays, it's like everything yeah. slows up, you know, during the holiday season. Yeah. You know, like well, you know, the other thing is, uh, uh, Tamika, the, my doctor, everything was stacked with him. Mm -hmm. Everything was stacked. And so with everything being stacked, meaning he wants results now. Mm, gotcha. He wants results from each test or each scan. He wants it now. 
So it wasn't yeah, like no. they run a test and you have to wait two weeks before you got results. No, it was right. like, give it to me Right. Now. He was either getting it either that afternoon or that next morning. He was getting the results. That is some, that is some real favor. Yeah. That is some real favor. I love that. That is some real favor. Um, what would you share with somebody who is currently enduring cancer? I would share with someone that is dealing with cancer that... First of all, you, you're going to have to encourage yourself. Mm-hmm. As hard as it may be, or as hard as it may seem. Oh, hold on. That, yeah. And I, I'm so sorry to cut you off. That reminds me. I do remember uh, right around the time you had finished treatment, that is when the pandemic started. And so, of course, in us thinking like, oh, we're going to celebrate, you know, we're going to have this big gathering and celebrate the, the completion of treatment and those good, you know, all that good stuff. everything was um you know on pause because it was like you know everybody quarantined everything was shut down and i do remember speaking with you a few times and i could sense the disappointment because it was like you were ready to get back to normal you know that normal life and so I know that was a little bit hard because, again, not being able to go out and, uh, you know, just freely do those normal things again, depression and um, sadness, you know, things like that can kind of start to set in because it's like you're sitting around and you can't get out and move around. So how did you overcome that um, window of time where it was almost like you, you know, you were forced to stay home or remain home? How did you get through that mentally? Family. Family, okay. Family. Family, family. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't stress that enough. And I think that's why it's so very important that we, man, you, you we really have to, as people, know that our family is that important to us. Mm -hmm. We may not like all of our family. We may not get along with all of our family, and that's okay. Right. You know, but at the end of the day, we need to know that our family is who we need to be able to turn to in the time of crisis, Mm -hmm. uh, in the time of not being able to do for yourself the way you're accustomed to doing for yourself. Right. And, um, you know, and when I say family, I I, I mean, yes, you know, aunts and uncles and cousins, yes, that'll be great. Mm -hmm. But if you are, if, if, if you are in connection with your parents or your connection with your siblings, or if you are married, you know, you have a husband, you have a wife. You know, I think it's very important that, yeah, we may not, we don't get a, you're not going to agree on everything and that's all well and good. We, we, we're, we're humans. We're not going to, we're not going to. Right. But that's not the important thing. The important thing is that we can, in the time of crisis, that we can come together because you're going to need, you're going to need some backbone. Mm-hmm. And in my case, my backbone was just not, Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it was to the point where the doctor told me one time, he said that my my spine was, my, the bone in my L5 was actually on its way in the direction of collapse. Wow. It was being, because it was being taken over by the cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, 
So I would say, you know, I, I, I can't stress family enough, you know, and um, but the unfortunate thing is not everyone has that luxury. I'm mm-hmm. grateful to God that I have that luxury. You know, um, my, my wife, uh, my, my, my children, you know, my mother, my sister, you know, and so I'm just so grateful that, that we are that type of family, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so um, that, that in, in, in getting through those things, you know, family is it. Family. Yeah, family and people. I know people always ask me that question. You know why? You know, or why are you so big on family? I mean, that's how I was raised. You know, that's a part of me, forever a part of me. You know, family because at the end of the day, um, you know, when you have that support and that love, as you said, you can make it through anything. And and it's like you know that you know being able to pick up the phone and make that call or you know, FaceTiming or just sending a text message or an inspirational quote, you know, it's almost like things happen uh, just in, you know, right on time, you know. And And, and, and don't get me wrong, Tamika, because I was going to say earlier, Mm -hmm. you as an individual, you still have to be able to encourage yourself. Yeah, absolutely. You see, because, and I say that because, there be moments, there will be moments mm-hmm. that your family member, whoever that family member is, I mean, I'm here with my wife, mm-hmm. but there are times that I might be downstairs and she might be upstairs. Right. Or, you know, there are times when she might have to go out and leave the house for whatever reason. And now I'm here. So there's a, and, and you have thoughts. You have thoughts. You have feelings, mm-hmm. and you have to be able to encourage yourself even to get through those moments. You know, there was time when I was downstairs and my wife was upstairs, and I was having a moment. Mm-hmm. I was having a moment to the point where she didn't know this and, and, until I told, shared it with her later on that night, mm-hmm. you know, but all that day I didn't want to hear anything. I, I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to read no scriptures. I didn't want to hear nothing about the Bible. I didn't want to hear mm-hmm. nothing about nothing. I didn't want to hear. The, I just wanted to sit there and just sit there. Okay. The TV <laughs> was on, right. but I was just, all I wanted to do was just sit there. You, you know, and, and it was one of those mo- one of those times. Mm-hmm. You know, and at that moment, I think I be, I felt just a little bit, mm-hmm. just a little bit, of what being depressed what could be like. Mm-hmm. You know, and I had to, I had to like, you know, and in that moment, I didn't even want to encourage myself, mm-hmm. and which that's not me, because you know my personality is, you know, I'm I'm always, you know, thinking, hey, you can do this or you can do that, you know. Um, How did you get my, my mindset is always wanting to be on the positive, right? You know, so so yeah, so you know, you got to be able to encourage yourself even in those those rough patches when you're going through and you're dealing with um, whether it's cancer or any kind of uh, uh, illness or physical ailment. In that moment, how did you get past that that feeling or those uh, that moment of depression? Well, I think what, what, what actually happened was I, that night, mm-hmm. 
when I came upstairs to um, shut down for the evening. Uh, me and my wife was in the room and we was talking. She was talking. I was just like, yeah, I was just, I was listening, but she didn't see it at the moment. Mm -hmm. And she asked me a question and I answered it. And she said, she said, you answered that like you were mad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and right then I was like, you know what? I just need to be, I just need to be honest and come clean because that's the only way I'm going to get past the way I'm feeling. Right. And I told her, yeah. I said, baby, I am. I said, I am mad. I said, I am mad. Mm -hmm. I said, really, I'm peed off. And she just asked me why, and I began to share with her why, you know, and, and what was going on and how I was feeling, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and she began to say some things and share some things, and I heard her. Mm -hmm. I heard her talking, but I really wasn't like, you know, wow, you're right. Yes, that's true, that's true. I was just, I just heard her talking. Mm -hmm. And I, um, that, by that next morning, <laughs> when I woke up, mm -hmm. something must have stuck something stuck because when I woke up that next morning it was like that time never happened because I was like okay I now I feel like I'm myself again gotcha it was almost like you had to get a little pep talk and get some rest yeah yeah because <laughs> in that moment in that moment you know you're gonna you know you you may have a moment have a time of being angry oh, yeah. you may have a moment of being mad you know, because of what you might be experiencing or dealing or going through, mm -hmm. because you can't do the things that you're accustomed to doing. Right. You know, and I'm accustomed to getting up and moving and going and doing and you Out know, just that's just the way I you know am wired that way. Yes, it's almost like when you lose control or when things don't play out as you had envisioned in your mind. Like you said, that frustration yes. sets in and. Um, you know, being able to look at something or look at a situation from a positive standpoint can be very challenging. So it's almost like you have to train your brain to think positive, even in yes. difficult circumstances. Yeah. So, and that that's yeah. that can be challenging. But um, but I'm happy that, you know, even during those moments of you not being able to, you know, get out and move as you had wanted, that um, again you had. And shout out to Miss Debbie, my stepmommy, <laughs> my mother. I I call her my mom because I always um I always say thank God that you had someone there with you who was strong, you know, and someone who um, loved you enough or or love you love and support you enough to um just support and she because she go hard. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie go hard and yeah. so I always think to myself I'm so happy that you found or that yeah that you connected with someone who first loved God and loves you for who you are and um, of course when you um, in choosing to love someone is saying I'm not going to I'm going to be or not going to be uh, selfish I'm going to give my all and that's through thick and through thin through ups and through downs um, how the vows go <laughs> through rich or, through rich or yeah. poor you know sickness <laughs> and health and so as the, from day one you know she has been there and I'm happy um, because again you know any type of illness is no joke but especially 
um, to hear the C word, that can be terrifying. And so yep. I'm just so happy, you know, that you are here with us to share your story and your testimony. And, um, you know, under the circumstances, it has been very difficult, you know, not to be able to, you know, come home as I please, you know, just on a weekend to pick up and say, hey, I'm going to come and see you guys, you know, for obvious reasons. Um, yes. So, again, I'm so happy that, you know, and you having the love and the support there with you. Uh, makes my heart happy and it puts me at ease because you know you're of course my number one and you're very very important to me and so to know that again you're being taken care of puts me at ease so as long as I hear your voice and I know you're happy and healthy I'm good so um I know I cut you off in the middle of the the other question but I again I wanted to um I want you to share again with someone who may be currently undergoing treatment or maybe they've recently been diagnosed with cancer or maybe they um, just completed treatment and now they're like, you know, where do I go now? You know, how do I rebuild my life? Um, What are some words of encouragement that you would share with that person? I would say if you are currently going through treatment, Nothing is, none of it is easy. There are no parts of it that is easy. And when you're current, if you're currently going through, uh, I want to encourage someone or encourage you to make sure that you are listening to positive people. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you are uh, trying to read some some positive uh, books or listen to some positive messages, Mm -hmm. you know, of some sort, you know. I know everybody may not be a Christian or may not want to hear preaching, you know, but there are still some material out there that you can listen to that will be an encouragement to you, Mm -hmm. you know. And and I think that's going to be very big and very important, you know. And, And also, if you are, have already gone through, your treatments, mm-hmm. and if you're at the beginning, if you're at the end of your treatments, and so you're now at what I would consider to be like a, a rehabbing stage, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get your life back in, you know, and again, it's, it's none of it is easy, mm-hmm. you know, but your mind, you know, try to get your mind in a place where you know that I'm willing to put the work in, mm-hmm. in order to get my body back you know, into a into a better place or into that, may not get to that place where it once was, you know, um, because like I said, I'm in my early 50s, you know, I, I'm, I'm not saying that I can't get back to my 25 or, 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 or 28 year old body, mm-hmm. you know, but that doesn't mean that I cannot work towards that or aim towards that, you know, so be, just get your mind in a place where you can say, you know what, I want to put the work in, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I want to I want to try to eat better or eat right. You know, I want to try and uh, walk or exercise or whatever I need to do, physical therapy, you know, if that's an option. Whatever you need to do to get your life back to where you're going to feel even better about yourself. Because, you know, the medication that 
maybe you know, that you may have to put in your in your system now, mm-hmm. or the medication that you just recently had in your system. You know, is 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 is. Um, it's a medication that works hard against your body, but at the same time is working hard for your body. Right. So it's sort of like a twofold situation there when it comes to the medication, you know. And so, uh, uh, you know, I just recently I started back taking vitamins again, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, my wife, you know, in our conversation, she was recommending. She said, "No, I don't want you to take vitamins while you're taking the chemotherapy because of what the vitamins." Uh, what they do, you know, and, and, and that's another thing, you know, uh, it, find someone that, that you can talk to that's knowledgeable about d- various things that can, can give you information that you can use for your good. And the thing about it is when you get the information, you know, I know that me being a man, sometimes we can be hard-headed, you know, yeah. sometimes we as men, especially, we can be stubborn, but the information that you that you get, use that information mm-hmm. because it's going to be for your good. It's going to be for your betterment, sure. you know. And so, uh, but like I said, just make sure that you are, are conversating with someone that's going to encourage you and that's going to be, you know, uh, uh, that's going to lift up your spirits, you know, and that's going to be in your corner, you know. The negative stuff, it needs to be, you need to put that on the shelf or you need to just kick it out, you know. So um, I would just, Again, the biggest thing is to just be encouraged, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 look to know that you're going to have a that you have a future. Amen. You know, you have a future. Amen. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, Daddy, I am so happy that you again agreed to come on to the show. Um, again, yes. it's such a blessing to um, have you here, alive and well. And uh, I'm we will soon. Glad to be here, alive and well. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> we and I'm I'm still looking forward to the big celebration. Um, yeah. You know, once we get to a point, you know, all of the pandemic, oh, yeah. quarantine, all that stuff passes over. Over, yeah. we will still celebrate. Have a huge celebration. We will. And um, and but in in between time, in the meantime, we'll just continue to rejoice and yes. um, encourage each other you know and thank you again thank and you I for love you me. love you love you <laughs> thank you for having me I love you and I just you know I wish you the best thank and you. I also just want to wish all of your listeners I wish them the best you know and I just would just encourage the people to just continue to be safe mm-hmm. you know and uh, take care of yourselves you know, during this time of pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, because um, it's, it's nothing to take lightly. That's true. You know, and this week I learned something new this week. Oh, I learned that there are two things that that that, that does not go together. Well, what's that? Pandemic and hurricane does not match, does not go together. <laughs> <laughs> Those, they do not go together. So, pandemic you know, and hurricane. <laughs> A pandemic and a hurricane does not go together. Well, 2020 no. has been a very interesting year, and so... It has. It has been very interesting. It continues to surprise us, and I think at this point, everybody is, I don't want to say over it, but we are over it. So, yes, yes. But that's funny. You said pandemic and hurricane doesn't go together. No. <laughs> well, Daddy, again, I thank you so much. and um, You're welcome. Hopefully I can have you back on the show as a follow-up, you know, so you can 
again can uh, share with the world you know updates and the big party that we're gonna have <laughs> yes yes <laughs> well, Certainly. Certainly. I, well i will talk to you soon and I, okay. again Thank i love you, you to life all righty have all a right. good night you too bye-bye You guys, that was absolutely amazing. I enjoyed chit-chatting with my dad. Thank you, Daddy, for agreeing to come on to the show. That means so much to me. Um, and for sharing your testimony with the world. You know, somebody somewhere will be inspired by you to live life despite cancer. So thank you again so much, and I appreciate you. You guys, I hope that today that you listen with your heart, and again, that you found something, a takeaway somewhere within uh, my father's testimony that you can apply to your life. And if you or someone you know is currently um, battling cancer, my prayers and my heart goes out to you. And just if you are just experiencing any type of health issues, again, my heart and my prayers go out to you. Um it is not that I take it lightly at all when it comes to my health. Um, our health is everything. You know, if your body is not, you know, performing as though or the way that it should, it hinders you from being able to do so many things, you know, enjoying family, um, small things such as caring for yourself and getting out and about and you know, just overall, you know, it just takes a toll on not just you, but your loved ones too. So again, you guys, I am praying for each and every one of you um, in support of your health and your loved one's health. Um, you guys, if you wish to connect with me beyond the podcast, I invite you to do so by simply um, sending me a DM via Instagram at pinktreasures98. You can also send me an email at pinktreasures98 at yahoo.com. Now, if you wish to be a guest on the podcast, I invite you to do so. Again, you can um, reach out to me and let me know what you want to talk about, what you'd like to chat about, and we can uh, make arrangements to record and share it with the world. So you guys, um, as you proceed with your week, I hope that everything that you set out to do that you will accomplish above and beyond your expectations. And I dare not forget to wish everyone a wonderful holiday season. Merry Christmas to you all. Again, take this time to relax, refresh, refocus, and just love up on your family and do whatever it is that your heart desires and that you love to do. So if it is um, shopping or, you know, um, I know traveling right now is a little bit limited, you know, due to the pandemic. But, you know, even if it's just a mini road trip to be with your family, you know, I encourage you to do that. Um, you guys, until next time, you be blessed. And thank you again so much, you guys, for tuning in. Bye.